Hello and welcome to On the Front Porch with us, your weekly Disney podcast. I'm Tony Pascal. I'm Josh Whitehead, and we are super excited to have you on this week. And we had a really exciting guest. He's a friend of mine, a acquaintance of Tony's, or rather, a bitter mortal enemy. Um, yeah, no, that fucking guy fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad you think so. Um, but yeah, we talked about Monsters Inc. this week, and uh, just. Um, from now on, when we do have our guests on, we will be um, doing no Disney short, just because we want to conserve time. Basically, having the guest on is going to replace the Disney short from here on. Yep. Uh, so, Tony, uh, I understand that we have a comment from last week. Yeah, so we got uh, we actually got a couple messages too. This was the one that uh, we we wanted to read out loud. Uh, this is a pretty good one um, from Cameron Yao, who you guys have uh, have heard on the podcast back in Hercules, um, and he's talking a lot about uh, globalism through like Moana. Uh, but I wanted to read this one part that really like uh, gets to his point. Uh, Moana laments that in the past, their culture proactively sought out new worlds and new civilizations. She sees in the broader world not only a solution to their economic problem, but also her personal problem that she wants to experience new cultures. Uh, she says, he says, uh, I really enjoy that this movie, what this movie says about globalism, but I can also see how actual native peoples could uh, take the movie's point negatively because globalism also inevitably leads to cultural appropriation. For a nation state like America, uh, I think globalism is undeniably positive from both an economic and cultural uh, standpoint, but for smaller communities, uh, it can be harmful. And I think this is an interesting point. Um, I had responded to it on the uh, on online. I just uh, so I'm not going to talk too much about it here. My main thing is I think like that is certainly true, especially like globalism isn't always a good thing in every circumstance. Um, but I think like uh, maybe in this movie, I'm not sure if globalism is really what that represents so much as something else. Uh, maybe more like of it. Uh, like a community sort of like within their culture not necessarily meeting other cultures right and maybe like pioneering as well like the, this idea of um expanding your can um necessarily globalism as a whole yeah i'm not sure so like uh obviously like we don't have all the answers and yao's point is certainly like a really interesting one and valid so like we really appreciate this sort of like ongoing conversation we want to continue the conversation for each episode um please like continue to like post and like uh share i think this is a really interesting idea um and i definitely think it's something that we didn't get a chance to talk about um last episode was our longest episode to date uh but definitely something that's like seems important and a, a good point to uh talk about yeah and on that note um we do have some uh, cool stuff like Tony said that we, we want to start uh, engaging you guys a little bit more when you have comments please 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 leave a comment or message us with your thoughts from previous episodes because we're more than happy to talk about them um, the other part of that is of course that's on Facebook so just sort of uh, on Facebook at Front Porch Disney uh, and comment leave a, leave a message 
Um, the other half of that is we have a new thing. Obviously, Tony has a Twitter page. Tony, I have a Twitter page at Front Porch Josh, and now uh, the at Front Porch Disney is also available on Twitter. It's not Fropo anymore, but you can also just look up at Front Porch Disney. Um, and leave your comments there as well. The other part of that as well is, is a hashtag now. If you use the hashtag, uh, hashtag talks, talks. we will, um, first of all, we'll mention you by name in the quick thank you uh, to your Twitter handle or I guess your name. And also, we will enter your name into a drawing for some free stuff. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make some pretty great swag. Yeah. Uh, we're we're getting we're getting real yeah. professional. You might notice that our audio quality is uh, going up. We're trying to we're trying to make this thing real. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's getting pretty good. Like, um, I apologize in advance for uh, our conversation, but Tony's announcement was great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which is good because we were doing a lot of the talking. Yeah, I didn't do so much talking in the the interview. A lot of a lot of verbal sparring, uh, yeah. if you will, because <laughs> uh, because of their enemy, an enemy with friends like these, who needs an enemies? Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so really, um, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, uh, like, comment, share with your friends. And also use the hashtag Front Porch Talks. Um, yeah, and obviously on iTunes, if you follow us, you'll get all of our uh, all of our podcasts uh, directly into your feed. Uh, yep. It's a good way to like make sure you don't miss anything. Yeah, and on top, rate us on iTunes because that really helps a lot to boost. Start a little bit more. That's what we're striving to do. Um, but mm -hmm. thank you to everybody that's been doing what you've been doing so far. We're really excited uh, to to have gotten this far and to have our shit together now. Um, Hell yeah, we do. Uh, uh, oh, episode and... six, the one where they get their shit together. <laughs> <laughs> and also on that on that note, we um, do want to remind you that I just said shit, but we're going to be saying a lot more of shit. Um, so keep in mind that this podcast is not for little ears. Yep, explicit content. Lots of uh, lots of the occult in this episode. So yeah, tons of occult. Uh, make sure that. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So um, Tony, now that we got all the the formalities out of the way, uh, why don't we start off by talking about some cool trivia? We talked about Monsters Inc. Why don't you start us off? Yeah. So uh, Monsters Inc. is a 2001 film uh, directed by Pete. Uh, Doctor, David Silverman, and Lee Unkirk. Unkirk. Uh, so Pete Doctor, of course, uh, he's done like a lot of different films. He did Inside Out, Up, Wally. -E. So a lot of our, uh, a lot of our, sort of Pixar and uh, Disney outright films. Um, this is a Pixar film. Uh, so the animation team is is Pixar, uh, and then working with through Disney. Okay, uh, yeah. So with all that stuff out of the way, I got some cool for you. They're not necessarily like questions, but um, there's some really interesting ones that I found on this movie. Um, so the first one, I don't know if you remember seeing this movie in theaters when it came out, Tony. Um, 
Mm -mm. Do you remember that? No? Okay. Okay. The trailers, um, or actually not this movie, rather, uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, 2001. Um, Mm -hmm. In the trailers for Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, uh, was a trailer for Monsters, Inc. Um, And in that trailer, it was just uh, Sully and Mike playing charades. And um, Sully, yeah, they were playing charades. Uh, Sully was pretending to be Harry Potter. Um, it was yeah, it was for Harry Potter. It was before the before the movie Harry Potter, and he was pretending what? to be Harry Potter. Um, and so Mike was like guessing all of these things. He's like, um, Harry Steinman, or um, uh, when Harry met Sally, which is. Uh, Billy Crystal was in When Harry Met Sally uh, but he <laughs> couldn't figure it out and eventually uh, he uh, he gave up and uh, then they uh, yeah I mean it, it was just like a weird little nod to Billy Crystal as When Harry Oh shoot! We should definitely put that up on the on the website. That's really funny. Yeah. Uh, and the the next trivia note that I have for you is: first of all, do you know who the actress was that played Boo? Uh, I don't. Who is it? It's uh, Mary Gibbs, and she was actually a four year old girl at the time of the recording. Mm-hmm. Really, four years, or maybe less than that. Maybe like three years old. Okay. It was a super young girl, and in the filming, they had trouble getting her to um, while while they were trying to record her audio. And so what they did for Boo, all of Boo, they just sort of followed her around with recording equipment in the studio. All of the audio that we have for Boo in the entire movie is literally that she was saying as she was crawling around. What? <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty weird. Uh, the next one that I have is that... Uh, I guess I, I can do this one as a question. Tony, did you know, or do you know role Billy Crystal, who is playing Mike Lazowski, um, do you know what role Billy Crystal turned down previously? For Disney. Uh, so it's really recently previously or older previously? Like older previously. I don't know. Uh, so he turned down the role of Buzz Lightyear. Interesting. Yeah, so that would have been a like, really weird Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> but uh, ah. he was like, um, yeah, I don't want to do Buzz Lightyear. He got offered the position. He was like, I don't want to do Buzz Lightyear. And so he uh, he felt really bad afterwards. At, like, Toy Story was a huge success, and he felt really bad afterwards. So um, when Bruce for Monsters, Inc. came to him and said, we would like you to play a role, he was like, I don't care what it is. Just put me in it. <laughs> he just like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, That's and, awesome. And it turned out to be a really great role for him. Um, 
the next one that I have is in the scene where um, they they're doing in the very beginning when they're doing the simulation uh, uh, child's bedroom um, and the, the the wall comes up and they're like um, new like what did he do wrong to rewind the tape uh, on the control board you you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. so she rewind the tape and show them what he did wrong on the control panel on the bottom left of the screen on that control panel there is a dial with the number 510-752-300 that, is that a phone number, number or something? It is. It's the phone number for- <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah, and then the last one that I have is um for Ted the um the large chicken monster um mm-hmm. where he takes five steps and he's to work. Um, yeah. In the original script, they wanted it to be a Godzilla roar when he's like, hey, Ted, uh, how's your day going or whatever? And he's like, uh, he does a chicken sound. It was originally supposed to be a Godzilla roar. Um, and so when they were asking for rights from Toho Studios, the, the studio that produced Godzilla, Toho said no. And so they were like, well, a big fuck we're going to replace it with a chicken sound. <laughs> so wait, it, are, did they replace his feet too? Did he start off with like chicken feet? No, they aren't chicken feet. They're technic- They're supposed to be Godzilla feet. Oh shit. I just always assumed that they were chicken feet because he makes a chicken sound. No, they're supposed to be Godzilla oh, feet. He, Ted is, is supposed to be Godzilla. Yeah. Huh. Weird, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's kind of, and yeah, that that's all the the ones that I have. Uh, I do have one, if you're interested. Um, that's kind of a hard one. All right. Uh, so when they are, uh, or when when Sully is throwing cereal into Boo's mouth you get a brief glimpse at that cereal at the box do you know (laughs) of that cereal are uh of course (laughs) oh good tell me no of course I don't know what the cereal is what is the cereal so I had to look it up but it's super funny um so the ingredient Ingredient list on the cereal that Sully feeds Boo is as follows: includes suckers (in parentheses), sugar pods, gelatin, artificial flavor, artificial color (yellow 53 and 54, red 400, blue 21, plaid 16, and puce 30). Puce. Uh, <laughs> uh, salt, seawater, naturally occurring mercury, barium, sulfuric acid. Lead, bile, blood, sweat, tears, zinc oxide, vitamin D, E, and F, anemone, brine shrimp, coral plankton, deadly pufferfish, depleted uranium, in parentheses, to preserve freshness. 
So. Oh my god. <laughs> just the best. Deadly, deadly in there. So it's not like it's not deadly to monsters. <laughs> that's really great. <laughs> so that's my little fun fun fact for the week. So should we like get to the interview? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so um, here is, uh, like I said, we got to talk with Alan Coates, um, Mortal Enemy of Tony, and we'll get to that shortly. But um, yeah, we're, like, we're going to talk of. a little bit about like animation <laughs> styles and um, his time working at Disney World, which is really exciting. So um, with no further ado, here is that interview. All right, so we're here with Alan Coates, Josh's Hi. friend, uh, my acquaintance. We've met like you know three times. He's sort of a yeah. dick. Uh, I mean, you know, takes one to know one. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, I am uh, thankful to have you on. I'm glad that you're here, sort of. Um, and <laughs> no, I yeah, am, it's good to be here. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking to you and. Uh, uh, I guess about like your thoughts on uh, this movie. This is going to be great. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for including me in your podcast, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. So, um, again, thank you so much. We're really excited to have you on. But uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Alan? We're, like, uh, we know you obviously, and I'm sure that some of our listeners know you personally. But uh, for those of our listeners that don't know you, Personally, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, can do. Uh, so, my name is Alan Coates, obviously. Uh, I am currently a senior at NC State, uh, doing a major in film studies, graduating actually in less than a week. So, that's exciting. Um, I've been a avid Disney fan my whole life. Uh, you could say it raised me, so to speak, the movies anyway. <laughs> Um, and yeah, other than that, uh, I've worked, I've actually worked at Disney World uh, once about two years ago. And once again, come August, I'll be moving down to Florida for a college program and then hopefully going for a full time or part time position in January. Awesome. Pretty bad. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so, uh, Tony has um, some rapid fire questions, just as something we like to start out with our. Uh, with our interviews. So Tony is going to uh, have some rapid fire questions for you and see if you can keep up. All right. All right. Uh, I'll try my best. Yeah. Right, oh, uh, Alan, what's your favorite Disney movie? Uh, goofy movie. Non-Disney movie. Ooh, Daisy's 1977. Chuck Lissafaki and New Wave. Okay. Favorite Disney princess. Uh, Rapunzel. Favorite non-Disney princess. Uh, Merida. She count? Yeah. No. Or okay. Princess Diana. How about that? There we go. <laughs> Weird. Okay. <laughs> All right. What are you most afraid of? Ooh, uh, being alone. Uh, describe the color puce. Sorry? Describe the color puce. Oh, describe the color puce. Uh, uh, is it uh, pinkish? Is it purple, maybe, I think? Uh, didn't come prepared. Uh, can you fit your whole fist in your mouth? I cannot. Uh, it's a goal I was never able Damn to obtain. Privacy. 
Okay. Uh, what do you do when a baby you don't know just stares at you in public? Like, doesn't blink. She just, like, maintains a tense, in aggressive eye contact. I freak out internally, try to make it laugh, and if it doesn't work, I believe it is a spawn of Satan and move on with my life. <laughs> Last question. Uh, what song best describes your love life? Ooh, um, Find Me Somebody to Love by Queen. All right. <laughs> and that's the rapid fire. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, I described the color abuse. Oh, man. <laughs> You're right, by the way. That is the color abuse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> that was excellent, you guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, so next up. We've got uh, a couple of, of little fun uh, questions for you um, that are more of like, what do you think kind of questions. But um, okay, the first one that I want to ask you is uh, Tony and Alan, for those of you that don't know, are kind of um, mortal enemies of sorts. Uh, Alan, you want to tell us about that? Yeah, I mean, so Tony, you know, you're a great guy, you know, wonderful on the podcast, but just terrible human being in general. I mean, <laughs> I just can't can't even contain it. Uh, so we have a mutual friend named Cameron. And Cameron, the wonderful, lovable human being that he is. You don't even say Tony. his name right. It's Yowza. Yowza. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Excuse me, Mr. I control what his name is. Uh, he knew tony for their i mean their entire childhood they kind of you know grouped together in what was it high school yeah going to the uh, science and math camp for high schoolers uh so <laughs> when i met cameron yowza in college i was already under tony's shadow and i was eager to impress so when cameron yowza had his bachelor party this was going to be the first time that I ever met Tony. And Tony was immediately the worst human being I've ever met. And I felt pressured and I didn't, I didn't want to be there and I wanted to go home. And <laughs> it, took, it took us tricking Yelza's uh, now wife, Heidi, into believing that we hated each other and then saying, oh, no, we're joking. We're best friends. And even to this day, I still don't know if Tony likes me or not. It's still just like an up in the air question. <laughs> uh, yeah, so here's what I remember. <laughs> I remember at the end of Yaz's wedding, uh, <laughs> I like I was like, you dance pretty good and you're good at making people dance. If I invite you to my wedding, you, you won't take that to mean that I like you, right? And you were like, no, 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 of course not. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, I just, I knew that I was only there to make people dance. And I actually tried to get everyone. I think Heidi was like, you're only here to make people dance. I'm like, okay. So I go up to like your mom, like random people that I didn't know. And I'm like, we have to dance. I was sent over here to make you. And they're like, no. And I'm like, please. <laughs> <laughs> Please, God, this is why I'm here. <laughs> I have to so those are actually, we've just summed up the three times that you and I have met. The yeah, actually, party, that's it. The wedding, <laughs> Yao's wedding and my wedding. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. 
This is for sure our fourth interaction. <laughs> it's going so great so far. <laughs> uh, just great. I love it. Just to like clear clear it up. Yao's and I had talked beforehand about how like you had like built everything up in your mind about how great of a person was, and he was like. <laughs> You should just be a total dick to him when he gets here <laughs> to like just like like slam him like down. And I was like, yeah, I should do that, and so then I did. No, actually, did I think it. it was Heidi's idea originally. It was Heidi's idea originally. Yeah. Oh no, that's right because she, that's why she got mad that we tried to play her. That like it was actually going really really badly. Yes, Heidi, if you are listening, we apologize again. Yeah, we're still sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I'm just glad it's still happening. That's all. I, 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 <laughs> so, uh, so here's what I want to know. So here's the thing. Sometimes I like talk to people, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm really, I'm going to Disney World." And I'll be like, "Hey, I know this person who works at Disney or who worked at Disney World," uh, and they're always like. Yeah, man, that must suck after a while, like having to like be around kids all the time and like, you know, you know, like you just like deal with like amusement park sort of mentality, like people who like yeah. work there, you sort of imagine they hate their lives or whatever. Is that true mm -hmm. or is it like actually like Magical Wonderland? It's like the place of dreams. Oh, um, that I'm going to say that that really depends on the type of person who tries to work there. Because I think a lot of people get in their mentality that, you know, working for Disney, Disney World or Disneyland or any real amusement park is going to be like the best thing ever. Like, oh, you know, I get to, I could do all this stuff and it's going to be great. And they don't think about the negative side to it. Um, but when I, when I worked there, I kind of had in mind, you know, this, this is going to be really fun, but it's also going to be a lot of work and it's mm -hmm. going to be, um, it's going to be hard. Um, but I was lucky in that I got to know a lot of really good friends and that they took a, a really good care of me. So like I wasn't coming in blind to it. Um, so for me, I can still go have a great time. And yet I still know like little secrets about like the park and, you know, the behind the scenes action. Like I know like some of the stuff like a lot of people don't know. And that's amazing to me. It's like, while some magic died, a little bit other was like created for me. And so I think that's like one of the best experiences that I had. Like, I mean, I'm going back obviously. Um, but yeah, I really just think it's the type of person who works there and what they have in mindset when they're working. That's really cool. Um, so then what, what can you tell us about being there? I mean, I know you, you've gotten to work with some of those really cool uh, big names that we know of like Mickey Mouse and, and Goofy. What was that like? Um, so they're really hard to work with. They're all drama queens. Uh, no, <laughs> um, no, they're really fun. Uh, uh, so some of the, some of the people that I've worked with, um, I've worked with the big names like Woody, Goofy, uh, the Green Army Men. They're really cool guys. Captain Hook. Captain Hook is actually a drama queen though. Like he only wants to everyone to like look at him. And, you know, when Smee's over there just being, like, the cool guy that he is, uh, Captain Hook, like, <laughs> pushes him away. Like, a kid will come up, get Smee's autograph. Hook will, like, shove him away. Like, no, how dare you? <laughs> They're there for me. And I'm like, Hook, what are you doing, man? Stop. Um, do, do, these, uh, do, these, do these guys, like, 
have specific places or do they like sometimes like walk into each other? And what happens when like they like come into each other, uh, like two different characters from like different films come to come and meet each other in the middle of the street is that, like a showdown. Um, so, <laughs> so unless it's like, you know, hook and pan meeting each other, then like you don't want to be around because that is like bad business. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's, it's really dramatic and, Pan Pan just likes to torture Hook, and Hook is you know he's just trying to kill him, but you know you know what can you do? Um, <laughs> I know the. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so when they meet each other, you know they have an idea because you know they all live, you know they all work at Disney World, and you know they're all just trying to do the best play, the best job that they can. So they have an idea of the different character, uh, the different people who are there. You know, you know since. Pan is a character, and you know, uh, Hook is. You know, they they know each other, but you know, when they meet Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse obviously like knows who they are because he's the big che- he's a big cheese. You know, yeah. him, Goofy, Minnie, like Donald, like, they all they know everyone, but you know, everyone else only has an idea. So like, if Elsa was to meet Snow White, she'd be like, "Oh, hello, princess," and you know, Snow White would be like, "Oh, hello, queen," but they wouldn't really know much about each other other than that. Interesting. Yeah. That is really interesting. Um, so I guess the next question for, for you would be, I know that the, the main thing you wanted to talk about um, while having you on was animation, specifically in this movie. Um, what, what were your thoughts as far as the animation in this movie? Yeah. So Monsters, Inc., you know, it was one of the first big Disney Pixar crossover movies. And, you know, obviously it's nowhere close to what today has been able to produce, you know, with Moana and with uh, Coco, the new Pixar movie coming out. But at the time, Monsters, Inc. was like leagues above anything else in terms of like CGI and animation and whatnot. And uh, I actually did some studies in one of my art courses um, at State this past year. And I learned that Pixar uses a program called RenderMan for all of their animation movies, animated movies. Um, and this this program is basically what they've been using since the days of Toy Story and even before with uh, some of their shorts that they've had. And it's through this process of RenderMan that they've been able to create some of the more realistic uh, realistic settings, uh, I'd say, and uh, features in their movies. So like Toy Story was the first CGI movie, um, full-length animated movie that came out. And obviously, you know, like we we're now at Toy Story 3 and even Toy Story 4 coming out. Um, but with like Monsters Inc., we had the first time that we were ha- able to have animated fur look real and like moving and swaying with like the wind and everything. And now we have Zootopia, where you can see the individual hairs on each of the characters' bodies. Really? And it's like that kind of innovation doesn't really happen anywhere else except for Pixar or Disney. And I just think it's amazing that they've been able to do stuff like that. Um, going forward, even with through Renderman, we've been able to have. Uh, innovations that um, Disney calls Hyperion, which is a light-based software. So basically it um, focuses a light source and reflects it throughout an entire scene. And this is where we get movies like Big Hero 6, where they're able to create an entire city that all looks like it's being, you know, like, um, it's like in real time with like the sun and the moon going over. And so they don't have to individually put out different spots of light. They can just do it from one like sun 
Um, and even, yeah. And then even like Matterhorn, which is another program they use, which was able to recreate snow and fire to look real. And like, they have like different, um, densities of snow. So like, you'd have like really mushy snow or like really dense packed snow. And that's where we get frozen. It's like that whole movie is about, you know, ice and snow and letting it go. And <laughs> through that, you know, we have like, or through this, uh, program called Matterhorn we have movies that it and I think it's just an amazing innovation amazing that Pixar has able to been so innovative with their animation studio yeah absolutely in that fashion I, um so I have a question yeah when do you think they're gonna make a paper man style animated movie full-length animated movie because I love that style and I like mm -hmm. I, I remember at one point we thought some movie that was coming out was going to have the Paperman style and then they like changed it uh, and it was going to, it like it went back to regular CGI. But like, at what point are we going to get that style? Cause it's super cool. Yeah. See, I don't know. Um, because what they've been doing with CGI now and with all their animated features is they just, they have been trying to push the envelope and that's where we have been getting so many things like this. Mm -hmm. But unless we get into an age where we want to, have like a more classic feel like Paperman is and do something like that. I don't really see it happening unless it's like through another short because that's that's why Paperman is such a like a classic and everyone loves it is because it's such a small thing and everyone wants more of it. But as soon as they get more of it, then I don't know. I think people are gonna people are gonna be amazed by it, but they might not appreciate it in the same way. Uh, yeah, just, I'm, I'm trying to remember. Uh, but one of the movies they, they had said that was going to be uh, animated like Paperman, they changed it. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. For the sake of our listeners, uh, uh, Alan, could you describe what Paperman is? Um, so Paperman is a short. Um, it was a short. Like, do you remember which movie it came out before? Uh, right no, around. I'm looking up. I'm looking it up right now. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Um, so if it was like Rick and Ralph, um, Paperman is in the style of it's black and white um, except for one portion of it that's red and it's like lipstick and it's just very artistic 2d animation that like it's like it's hard to explain just like the complexity and like just like the different facial features that they have in it um but through it um the movie or the plot line is that guy meets girl girl accidentally kisses a paper of his he sees the girl in a apartment building after they're separated by the train he throws paper airplanes at her they all go flying into a corner and then they magically come up and get them to meet and fall in love yeah uh so that's paper man uh, for those of you that were confused but um yeah i mean i would love to see something like that um I would also, personally, I really like stop motion. Um, and so I was wondering if you had uh, any thoughts about maybe a, a stop motion movie in the in Disney's future as well. Um, so like Disney has not really... Oh, yeah. So actually, when I was doing my research for uh, Pixar and everything, I looked up um, Kubo and the Two Strings is actually made by um, Leica Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've made features like Coraline, Paranorman, and Box Trolls. And they're not technically stop motion, but they're like, um, 
what is it called? Um, hybrid, right? Yeah, it's like a hybrid of using CG animation and those like uh, figures that can move, like they have to move frame by frame in order to get that imagery. That it's so, it's so, um, what is it? Uh, smooth that it looks like regular animation. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, even what was it? Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. After Disney, Disney technically didn't create it, but then they like bought it. Yeah. I think. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't think I can see that in their future anymore. I mean, unless they try to go for like that more Tim Burton esque feel, like that and uh, Corpse Bride. Right. Um. Oh well, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we'll yeah, I mean, like, I'd really enjoy, I'd really enjoy having a stop motion animated movie like that again, but it, I mean, you know, it could happen because they're Disney is basically just revamping everything that they do now, and so they'll get to a point where like, hey, Nightmare Before Christmas, that sold a lot. Let's just do another one, but it's stop motion, but with people. And they'd be like, it's just a movie. <laughs> it's called film. <laughs> uh, okay. Um. So, last question for you here. All right. Um, before we let you go, what was your favorite um, adult joke in this movie? Oh God, um, I think the one that just sticks with me is the snow cones. Yes. Because uh, the abominable <laughs> snowman is like, "Would you like a snow cone?" And like Mike just looks at it because they're yellow, and he's like. It, it's not what you think it is. It's not pee, I swear. But then what I don't understand is like when Sully goes and like is sledding down the mountain, the abominable snowman is like 20 feet from the little cave. And he's like, I made, I got fresh snow cones. And it's like, why did it take you so long to get snow cones if they're not pee? Like, what were you doing so far away from the cave? Where would, is there a lemon tree back there? Like, what's the, what? <laughs> right? <laughs> you got some secret lemons up in Nepal? Like, what are you doing, abominable snowman? <laughs> Plus, he, he was holding them at about crotch height. So, uh. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm a, I'm an art major and I don't know math, but you know, two plus two equals four. So snow cones near crotch means P. So I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, well, <laughs> well, excellent. Um, we want to say thank you again to yeah. Alan Coase for joining us on the show. Um, we appreciated having you and love the conversation and love that you and Tony are mortal enemies. Yeah, yeah no, you know, maybe one day we'll be friends, but doubtful. <laughs> this has been uh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for uh, having me on here. And uh, yeah, it was a great time. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, hope you back on again. Appreciate it, buddy. Tell, tell Goofy I said hi. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Take it easy. Thanks. And uh, thanks again to Alan Coates. We were really excited to have you on. It was pretty great. Uh, and I apologize again for my sound quality in that. No, it's definitely a fun interview. Uh, anytime I get to make fun of uh, Alan is a good time for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it went pretty well. Um. So, Tony. Before we get too much into anything else, uh, there are some pretty great, like, actors in this movie. Um, I mean, like, we've got John Goodman playing Sully, Billy Crystal, like I said, 
um, mm -hmm. playing Mike Wazowski, Steve Buscemi playing Randall, uh, uh, in preliminary casting, John Goodman, who was already cast as Sully, um, John Goodman insisted that Steve Buscemi be cast as Randall. Like, he, he was refusing to be a part of the movie unless Steve Buscemi played Randall. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty weird. Um, Jennifer Tilly plays Celia. Um, Frank Oz played stuff. Fungus. Yeah, Mike, Frank Oz. That's pretty exciting for those of you so, who don't know who Frank Oz is, Tony. He's the... He's, uh... Fozzie Bear from uh, from the Muppets. He's like my one of my very favorite characters from the Muppets. Yeah, so Frank Oz is pretty great, uh, and then we have John Ratzenberger as well, the um, the infamous player of tons and tons of Disney characters. He plays the Abominable Snowman in this one. He plays um, the the big eighteen wheeler truck in um, Cars. He's in a ton of stuff. He's he's in like so many Disney movies. Um, so. um, what? Roz is played by the same person who played Doug? What? Yeah. I just learned this. I'm looking right now. <laughs> Mr. Ray, Roz, and Doug. Wow, that's nuts. His name is Bob Peterson. That plays uh, Roz? Yeah. Yeah, actually... It was actually supposed to be a joke, his voice for Roz. It was unintentionally uh, made to be his actual, her actual voice because... What? Um, yeah, Roz, in the, the preliminary recording, he was, like, just joking around and had that, like, hello. <laughs> and they were, like, dying laughing when they were doing through the script, and they were like, no, we have to have that. That's going to be the real thing. <laughs> it it definitely makes for a great great character. Oh, oh my god, so much comedy comes out of Roz. In like, I I just love Roz's character so much. Um, um, themes for the movie. Um, okay. Boo. That it? Just okay. Yep, that's right. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um whatever. Uh I guess my biggest theme that I picked up was Lillman and Smitty are underrated. Yeah, no, they're great characters. <laughs> yeah, freaking, freaking Needleman and Smitty. Um for those of you who don't know their names, uh, I'm sure that you can guess because their names are kinda weird. Uh, Needleman and Schmitty are the two maintenance, the like nerdy teenager kind of uh, maintenance guys. I just love them so much. They're so great. <laughs> um, and obviously Roz. Roz. I like Roz a lot too. Roz is the best. Yeah. And Tony, I know one of your favorite characters in the movie is uh, Fungus. Yeah, certainly Fungus is my favorite character. <laughs> he's like, he's such like a calculating like just nerdy character and like so like when I was watching it I knew like he I was like I'm I'm certain that this is Fozzie Bear when I was watching <laughs> it this time through and I and I turned it was Fozzie Bear for sure <laughs> yeah I, I figure you like because it's played by Frank Oz yeah absolutely <laughs> 
Okay, so um, with that, I guess let's jump right in. Yeah. So, uh, wait, wait, you're not going to say pause? Just, Tell everybody. Oh, yeah, watch the movie. Pause. <laughs> She's out of our hair. <laughs> Put that thing back where it came from, or so help me. So help me, so help me. <laughs> <And cut. laughs> um, so hopefully you watched it in that time that we were goofing off. Uh, yeah, well, you almost didn't get a chance to. Josh didn't let you. Yeah, I was going to make you listen to us without having watched the movie, which I <laughs> I understand that some of you do that anyway, but uh, and that's fine. We appreciate you listening, but uh, for for the like best, you really should try and watch the movie as well. Uh, well, especially just we we give ridiculously small details that sometimes are hard to remember. Yeah, um, and for that matter, we apologize a little bit uh, because it's going to be a short one probably. Um, then again, we said that about Homeward Bound, but um, <laughs> we don't make short episodes. Uh, Josh and I love to hear ourselves talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, so before we get into anything else, uh, this was what I was about to say before I cut you off. Um, the uh, intro to this movie is so great. I just love this. In, uh, if nothing else, just for the music. I just love the music. Um, yeah, and like and, and the 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 animation style is cool. It's just like that's like a cool way to bring in the film. Yeah, and like the doors and the the tentacles like popping out and closing the doors, and I I really like it. I think it's really if I, I I found the the song. I found the soundtrack to this movie and just downloaded that song because I really like that song. Yeah. Uh, so and it's about monsters, but like we see very early on that like the monsters aren't like s- bad guys. Like they're scaring because they're but they're really like terrified scaring. of children. <laughs> <laughs> they scare because they. Um, that's right <laughs> so uh, yeah so like I, I really like the, the use of the doors in the in foreshadowing for how important these doors are um, and then yeah like I guess we, we should clarify that this episode is probably not going to be like others in where we're not going to like necessarily go scene by scene uh, a little bit like, yeah uh, um, just because this this with comedy quotes, there's so many great quotes in this movie. Like, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts, Tony? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, my very first one I wrote down, uh, Mister Bile. My friends call me Flam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good biology joke, kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and the other part of that is like he is. Um, He's so awkward. He he's like yeah. he he tries so hard to be scary when it comes to being in the bedroom. But once he's like standing there, it's like almost he's on a stage with a director and he's like please choose me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I really like that. I think that's really funny. Um he plays yeah. the aliens in Toy Story. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. <laughs> um like the the interesting thing that I find 
um, especially in this beginning part, is that they're sort of just jumping into the story with just sort of like, I, I like that a little bit, that it, it's sort of saying um, the audience should already know what's happening at this point and, and showing you like the middle of a work day almost like this we're not going to give you any intro we're not going to say in the beginning there were these doors and the monster world had to find a way to power their society and then they went to um scream power and here is a beginning of that story no they they yeah. sort of jump in and like show us the day to day they sort of do that through the the commercial which is like really great um so like yeah. what what we get from the very beginning is important that like that Monsters scare kids, uh, but are scared of kids. And then we get this like great commercial. Mike's super excited to like see the commercial, uh, and Sully comes over and looks at it. Oh, we're on TV! I can't believe it. Yeah. Uh, and we get the like <laughs> we scare because we can't. Kids today are harder to scare than ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like like we get all that important information to like. Uh, like we already sort of like care about monsters like we're not scared of monsters already like just based on like how the movie has started we we take them out of the realm of like horror and into the realm of like comedy already yeah uh, and then we like learn why they're they do do the scary thing uh, and that's pretty interesting yeah and I agree yeah, a way to start the movie um, yeah the trailer though this um this commercial that they put on for Monsters Inc. Um, they I, I really like the training montage that um, Sully and Mike do. I think this is a really great sequence. Um, this training montage where Mike's like uh, softly talking and then plug. Um, yeah, <laughs> and like it's a balmy sixty-five, which is going to be great for you reptiles out there. Yeah, and he's like, a... I don't think I ordered a wake-up call. Uh, <laughs> well, you got one. Now let's get to it. Um, um, or, and I really like the um, scary monsters don't have plaque uh, line. Fight that plaque. Scary monsters don't have plaque. <laughs> no, they don't. Scary monsters, especially one like Sully who bears his teeth. Scary monsters right. don't have plaque. And we see other monsters getting their teeth brushed later on, so we know that to be true. <laughs> yeah, they, they really they want to push home that scary monsters do not have plaque. They've got some really white, scary teeth. That's right. <laughs> um, they really want to make that known. Um, yeah, and, and, like, this whole training montage is really great for me. Um, sort of flow immediately into that commercial, which does the exposition that had implied. Um but we didn't know the why behind it which I think is really yep. good it, they they needed to do it sometime and I'm glad that it wasn't just like thrown in at the beginning with a narrator is all yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah so um, I, I like that a lot we then we then like later on as they're walking down the street we learn that like um, that like there are like rolling brownouts and like there's an energy crisis because kids are harder to scare and like Did you say they're like lose you say roll like yeah you mean rolling blackouts there is a difference between blackouts and brownouts blackouts are where like you lose power completely brownouts are where it like flickers and like your electricity your like lights might dim and then they come back up i don't think that 
That's ever heard of a rolling brownout. That's for sure a thing. Brownouts are certainly a thing. Uh, well, I don't think it is. I think that when you say rolling brownouts, the thing um, like the equivalent of rolling blackouts, but for sewage. No, brownouts are a thing, guys. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, we you should listen to our other podcast about municipal uh, <laughs> uh, utilities uh, yeah. called Municipal Utilities and how fun they are. And geese. Um, I hope you you spit that beer. I hope that was a spit take. I yeah. Um. So uh, we kind of move along a little bit, and we get to that car scene where they're walking. I think that's really funny. Um, where he's like, like, are and like I just throughout the rest of the movie too. I really love the way that these two communicate with each other. Um. It, like I, I see they're, a lot of they're like an old married couple. Like exactly. they, they're like <laughs> like they, they really are that way. Even from the beginning when, when we have the training montage, it feels like they're um they're they're like they well. Um and like he's like I bought the car like um interesting fun. You fact. could you could stand to exercise. <laughs> What about you? Look at you. You have your own climate. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I really like, too, that um, they, as a little fun fact, another fun fact about this movie. There are so many fun facts about this movie, Tony. Um, huh, man. Yeah. Facts. The, the fun Super fact fun. that I have is um, the, I, you remember the Disney short? There was a Disney short that came out um, regarding Mike's new car. It was called Mike's new car. Um, it was the yellow one, yeah. Yeah, the other one, um, not the red one that he has in this movie. Um, it's like a, a six-wheeled other car that he bought. That short was supposed to be at the end of this movie. Um, they like Where he buys a new car, he's got this other car. Um, and like in the short, they're, they're like... Uh, the car. Figure like out the car. Back, yeah, and it like explodes <laughs> on them. Um, and he's like, okay, we'll just walk. <laughs> he kind of just resigns to the fact that they're probably going to end up walking anyway. Um, well, I, why didn't they have it at the end of the movie? Uh, I guess because it was too long. They also have that other short, the like the the outtakes, which we'll talk about later. But I yeah, guess that must be. Why. I think that was probably the reason is that it was they had the bloopers. Um, and they just and made the, it, the song, yeah, the, they, the play. They just made it as a, a a short, and it was fine. Like it was a good short. Um, the other part that I noticed in this scene in particular, um, was while they're sparring, he says, um, to Sully, "You've been jealous of my good looks since the fourth grade, pal." Which is funny, because in in monster university the the prequel we find out that he meets sully at the end of the movie um for the first time and so it's not like they've known each other since the fourth grade yeah no i i agree it's a little weird continuity error yeah but uh well like they didn't know it, they were i understand how yeah. he, how he meet, how he how he feels uh, I know somebody who's been envying me since the fourth grade, pal. So yeah, I know somebody that is, uh, to 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 quote 
the movie Sahara. Uh, poor guy's been in my shadow for, for years. Uh, it, I, I'm paraphrasing, of course, because I don't know how many years he actually says in the movie. I think he said since kindergarten in Sahara. So, yeah, he's he's poor guy's been in my shadow since kindergarten. Uh, uh, um, Our other podcast on uh, <laughs> the movie Sahara. Sahara. <laughs> Just the movie Sahara. Just episode after episode. You have all Matthew McConaughey movies. Uh, sure. <laughs> we'll call it All Right, All Right, All, all right. right. All Right, All Right. <laughs> uh, uh, where we're, we're driving and uh, like ha- have one hand up just ro- rolling our fingers together and, and jumping <laughs> in a pool in a suit. Um. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, then we meet Celia Wheelia. I, yeah, I feel like we were getting off topic a little bit. Celia, Celia <laughs> um, uh, played. Um, I really like her character a lot. I think that she's like not supposed to necessarily be like a, a super smart character. I think she's like supposed to be like a really ditzy secretary. Um, I think like. In my opinion, she's she's basically just a, a plot point for for Mike's. Yeah, she definitely doesn't like have a lot of character development. Unfortunately, she like <laughs> at least in this uh, in this film, she doesn't have a whole lot going for her. That's, <laughs> yeah, um, the not not a not a lot of development for that particular character. That's no. that's absolutely certain. I, um, I do like her like her speaking pattern though. The way that like every time like uh, Mike says something, she'll be like. What do you mean? You, you're you're confusing me. I don't understand what's going on. Like I just really like the like <laughs> she like immediately gets all like uh <laughs> like very like like anxious like immediately. It's like a very funny sort of like yeah uh, <laughs> like fast paced talking point when they're at uh, she's like I, I don't understand why why are you talking like this. Because <laughs> um, you got to think that that she figured that he was proposing, take her to this, and maybe he was going to. What if he was going to, and then Sully and then messed, Sully it, messed up. it up? Yeah, interesting. No, he would have told Sully. He would have told Sully that like beforehand that he was going to propose. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, he totally would have. Okay, whatever. It's not important. It was a fan theory. <laughs> didn't pan out. <laughs> Shut down. Yeah. To, all right, to all so, of you listeners anyway. who are criticizing my fan theory, uh, <laughs> I appreciate your criticism, and it will be noted. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so we find out that, like, basically, like we like it, this whole like intro scene. We we know that like we see that Sully and Mike are like upstanding members of the community uh even so much that like sully's able to get uh seats at harry Housen's, this like super famous restaurant or whatever it's super tough to get into restaurant uh they're under the name googly bear (laughs) oh that's great that's not funny (laughs) it's a great like uh (laughs) line (laughs) yeah i I like that one (laughs) Uh, but he's got to go into this restaurant now and be like really cool about it because he's got Celia with him. Be like, uh, 
Biden for or one table for googly bear. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really funny. Um, uh, and then he's got borrow some odorant. Uh, yep, you got some wet dog. Um, yeah, no, no low tide though. So yeah, no low tide. Low tide is is the ideal situation. <laughs> the smell of low tide. Maybe that's just me. I think it smells like pretty, dead fish. Pretty... Like, why would you like that? Oh, no, it doesn't. Smell... And a little bit like dead fish, but like still like ocean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we get to finally meet Roz. Oh my god! Oh god, I love Roz. <laughs> Roz is there, and she says, "I noticed you didn't turn in your paperwork yesterday." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like I'm watching you Wazowski always watching yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's super good uh, Roz is just the creepiest of all the creepies um, but she's just so freaking funny in this movie man some of my favorite quotes in this movie come from Roz absolutely so like yeah, we we've got um that interaction with Roz. Um <laughs> he's like leaving again to uh to to go to Harry Housen's and he realizes that he has forgotten to do his paperwork again, which for the record it's like a daily thing. How are, how are you constantly forgetting? Um it's just not on his it's not on his mind. He's he'd much rather do the uh the fun stuff, the scaring kids. Well, yeah, but like he's supposed to be part of this like dream team he's not carrying his wait the the other stuff yeah that's not i scary. sort of feel like he does don't you get the feeling that he like he's like, he feels like it's beneath him like because he's part of this dream team like he shouldn't have to do it i mean i guess maybe like when he came out of monster university he probably was doing it all the time like he got straight a's in monster university right it's just like yeah now he's like mm, kind of thing yeah, now now he's he's thinking that he's he's feeling entitled because he's got Sully. Yeah. I mean I guess, I don't know. So we learn that like we, we kinda get to see them scaring scaring kids. They like it's like this whole system, it looks really cool. Like I love the like the the factory feel of the scaring kids. Uh, but we also learn how they lose doors. So like when uh, kids not scared by a monster anymore, they lose the door, they have to shred the door. They lost fifty-eight doors this week, which is like why part of the energy pro- like crisis is that yeah. like they they have less resources to draw on, um, which is really interesting to me because like the human population is also growing, so like theoretically, like you could just make more doors. Uh, Do you think they make the doors though? I think they have to make the doors. They have to make more doors. Well, like how do the, the so this is a big a big plot question for me is like a. How do they know which doors to to connect to through the interdimensional portal? Like, for all they know, when they interdimensional portal, end up in the parents' bedroom. Um, there has to be like a monster that does recon on the other like, side. Yeah, maybe a monster that's barely human-looking enough to wear. Yeah, like a lawyer, or like a hat. Yeah. the cone heads um um 
<laughs> they just like wear a, a cowboy hat and be done with it. Who who's like in your house all the time that like could possibly like do that? Maybe like ooh, what if like pets, like cats and dogs, are the ones that like uh, that do the recon for the monsters? I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, yes, they have to build more doors. There's like, there's no way that they can't build more doors. I mean, I guess, right? Like, that would be the only thing that makes sense because with every house that goes up, there, like, people are building houses and having kids in those houses. Right. Construction team. Ooh, they have an, a, a, an inside man in all construction all across the world. Yeah, when they're building the house, they're like... Nobody... So they like go to like a whole bunch of like huts in the middle of nowhere. Like, There's no construction team out there. You don't know? Those are just like, <laughs> in some of those places, it's just like, for sure, just like families like building their huts. I don't know. I, I thought I had a solution where they, they build the house, and there's one guy that's whole job is this one closet. He's like, nobody look at this closet. <laughs> where are the kids staying ma'am i'm sorry which one is the children's bedroom <laughs> is it gonna be this one okay nobody look at this door <laughs> that's not creepy at all <laughs> no not even a little bit um i think that would be really funny though <laughs> that's that's how i choose to explain it um so <laughs> So we we also see that like like we see more of these like the monsters are terrified of kids, right. which like I don't understand like where did this like come from? Like because clearly like touching kids doesn't do anything. Like you're walking on their floor, so why is it different to like touch their toys, whatever? Well, yeah, and you gotta uh, think that this is like a a thing that is like brought about through. Uh, through like the media that like water news propaganda like, thing. yeah water news is using propaganda to say like it's dangerous we don't want to have um, like the very first instance that we see water news he's like it could let in a child but and and it feels like he's he's seen this before like we don't want this but then on the news later when boo gets through uh they're like for the first time ever in monster history a child has entered into the monster world so you think there's like some grand conspiracy to like cover up? Yeah, man. The government knows Goes all the way to the top. <laughs> Wait, like that means Roz like is in on the conspiracy because she's like not surprised by Sully holding the baby. Yeah, like she's probably seen it before. So then, why the fuck do they like mess up George Sanderson's life? They just like fuck that guy's day <laughs> like over and over again, and know that it's like not a problem. <laughs> Yeah, they well, know they're doing this just to further their own conspiracy. That is awful. <laughs> yeah, so, and the other part of this is you gotta think <laughs> world of monsters. It's not just Monstropolis. There's an entire world of monsters, um, and yet the the monster one fact the entire monster world or mm -hmm. or maybe like slices they they do like um little bits because when they do the all-time scare record they're using the eastern seaboard mm -hmm. um like we see that on the the big wall street style board right mm -hmm. um and so the question 
actually only using doors to Earth. Because, uh, like, so, I mean, like, because this one factory can't power the entire monster world. It's not possible. So you think there's other dimensions that they're scaring? Well, yeah, like, maybe other parts of the monster world have other... They specifically go to another dimension. Another planet. Yeah. Interesting. Or another planet, yeah. All right, I buy it. But, like, even then, who's to say that that other planet isn't... Or, like, who's to say that they're human-like? Because, like, if Sully on that planet, then why would they be scared of Sully? I mean, I guess at that point it's just a guy in your closet. That's still kind of scary, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've gone down the, uh, down the rabbit hole again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're getting off track again. Um... Uh, <laughs> Interdimensional theories uh, in Monsters, Inc. It's in our Matthew McConaughey... We'll talk about that at the Matthew McConaughey podcast. Um, Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So... Anyway, so they call the 2319, 2319 on George Sanderson, and the CDA, the the child detection agency, is right there. They're, like, sitting in their helicopters, ready to pop through the window, which makes you wonder, why aren't they just inside the building? (laughs) Yeah. Um... (laughs) I gotta say, too, like, poor Georgie, man. Georgie gets the worst rap in this freaking movie. The guy... Oh, yeah, he's He's just trying... <laughs> he's having a great day in every instance, but he just keeps getting shit on. Yeah. <laughs> Super screwed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, moving on a little bit, um, we, we get... So, Boo comes out, they take take Boo and like go to the sushi restaurant and scoop her up in the, the rice container we see Puce oh that's Puce yeah <laughs> yeah so like so yeah he sees the door he's like oh this is like a this is like confusing like what's going on here right like uh, they, they see the door they see like he's like nobody's supposed to be here he lets Boo out he throws all of uh, Boo's toys that are attached to him into George Sanderson's locker, which will be important later. Poor George. <laughs> Poor George. <laughs> um, so the, so we get to see Boo. Um, we we like kind of see Randall involved with the door, uh, and 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 like we said earlier, we see like the the most beautiful monster in the world. Mike says, Sully. And she said, Celia's like, Sully? Sully? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what you're talking about. Why Sully? Yeah, that's really great. <laughs> um, uh, and then also, before even at the sushi restaurant, I really like the line where Boo's like, it, Sully's backed up in a corner on the lockers, and she's got the, the big like helmet on her head, and she's like looking around, and she can't see anything, and she's like, I'm Tiggerlet. Uh, <laughs> which I'm guessing is a mix between Tigger and Piglet. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Winnie the Pooh had, had just had a movie recently around that point. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was really funny. Uh, and then they take her home, yada, yada, yada. Poor Celia gets put in the back of a CDA van. 
<laughs> yeah, Celia is, is also messed up. Uh, we also get to see, like, on the TV, like, how, like, panicked everybody is. He's got laser vision! <laughs> I saw him fly, grabbed right a hold of me. They, like, really scared of humans. Like, they're terrified of, of kids. He lifted me in the air and shook me like a doll! <laughs> panic! Now is the time to panic! <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that was really good. Um, but they take her home. Um, in the apartment not have her touch them which I don't understand at this point um, and all of her stuff yeah, yeah and like so there's no real point in avoiding her at this point other um and so We're easy prey my friend <laughs> easy prey <laughs> Gene um he says as she's like twirling and falling on the ground Oh, you just wait until he falls asleep. <laughs> yeah. So she like she laughs and, and blows up the whole system, which is going to be super important plot point later on. This yeah. is the first time we see laughter as like extremely powerful. Right. And, uh, don't let that happen again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and so like uh, when they this this upcoming scene where Sully's like throwing um, those. Uh, circles, uranium, yeah, yeah. of uranium <laughs> at uh, Abu. Um, he's like he and Mike are talking of their their relationship that I really enjoy their dynamic. Um, and this scene in particular, Tony, I'm not sure why, made me think of you a lot. Um, I guess specifically the line where Sully in this scenario being you and Mike being me um, mm-hmm. which you guys that know us know that that's a comparison uh, <laughs> uh, he's like I don't know Mike she looks tired and Mike is like well, why don't you put it to bed while I think of a plan <laughs> <laughs> like he, he's trying so hard we we use a complex system of spoons. <laughs> Mainly spoons. <laughs> we'll dig a tunnel. <laughs> Giant slingshot. Trojan horse. Too, too Greek. <laughs> Tro- uh, horse. Too Greek. <laughs> Which leads you. Mike to is very much with the physical comedy. Mike is yeah. very much like. I can I can see it I can see it and Randall would be uh, would be Alan Coates. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, Alan. Uh, <laughs> um, it's okay. He's not here to defend himself anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, so like, I don't... You and I in this scenario. Um, yeah. I guess mainly because we get the impression that up to this point, um... Mike's just been coming up with a lot of ideas and maybe the first few were good but Sully keeps like <laughs> punching holes in his, his ideas <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna work Josh I, I'm pretty sure we can't do that <laughs> fine balls it up because like the, the entire trash can is full of balls of paper <laughs> and so poor Mike has just been going to town on ideas and Sully's like no and playing with <laughs> <laughs> don't do that <laughs> ultimately though uh, Sully does come up with the 
like obvious idea. Let's just take her back and put her back through the door. Yeah, what are we gonna do? Just waltz right in, and then yes. they will. Then they waltz right in, uh, um, and we we first learn about banishment at this point that maybe they could be banished if they're caught. Yeah, and they know some people um, that have been banished. Uh, Loch Ness, Bigfoot, Abominable, yeah, Snowman, yeah. Um, so that's kind of interesting uh, foreshadowing. Um, I do want to yep. say that the scene when Sully is putting Boo to bed um, and she's like pointing at the closet, things can come out of the closet. Um, and he goes to open the door of the closet. It's, uh, it's empty. Uh, I know that it was just a blooper, but every time I see this scene, even in the movie, I can't help but imagine Roz just like, Hello! <laughs> and the same goes for, for when uh, Georgie gets shaved the first time and it comes back down and there's like a disco ball effect and she's like, Hello! <laughs> like, I, I, I wish that that were the real scenario. The bloopers are so good. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get more into the bloopers at the end. And yeah, so they waltz into the factory. They actually do it. Yep. Um, so, and the chair. Uh, uh, materials as for a building beautiful the costume. Yeah. So, so we move on a little bit. I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit. Um, I do have two. Like, I do have one quote before you jump it. Yep. They're walking back into the back. Or Sully's like, "Hey, did you lose weight or a limb?" right and so he like he likes he steals a card he like opens the door it's the wrong door uh and it's like a yodeling like land that's not boo's door for sure yeah and they're 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 polka dancing yodele 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 uh and and mike's like i don't give a damn just Get her out of here. <laughs> you put that thing back where it came from, or so help me. And then, like, Boo runs away. Yep. Uh, and she and he's like, fuck her, let her go, we've solved our problem. <laughs> <laughs> She's out of our hair. Yeah. So, like, Mike is super selfish. She, he's, like, super, like, I just need my life to, like, go back to normal. And so, like, he's, like, the, like, He's, like, the selfish sort of practical sort of one. And, yeah. like, whereas Sully is for sure, like, the moral, like, no, we're not going to just, like, let a little girl run around the place. Right. Yeah. Uh, which kind of makes sense because, like, Mike still sort of sees her as a monster, like, something that can kill her. And, like, Sully's developing, like, feelings for her. Right. Um, we, real quick, uh, during, like, we missed the bathroom scene where we learned that Randall is looking for her and ultimately let her out right. um which is important yeah um because like in just a second like mike goes to find the girl and randall grabs mike uh and like there's this great like scene where he like you when the big hand is pointing up and the little hand is pointing up the door will be in the girl's station when the big hand is down and like rips his arm off, it's really great. A very great bullying scene. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the 
uh, scare floor will be painted. Painted? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a really funny. Billy Crystal. Um, yes. <laughs> um, and while this is happening with Mike, too, that Sully is following um, the lead that he has, which leads up to Needleman and Smitty we're talking about um, <laughs> he's like uh, if you talk to me like that again we're through how'd you like my, my Needleman impression that was really good thank yeah. you <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know my mom uh, <laughs> I really like that he's talking about his mom um, but he sees um, Sully sees the, the one eyeball that's plucked off go into the trash compactor and this just like whole of poor boo getting smashed and chopped and crushed scary of a scene and, and Sully's like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's so good this I can still hear her little voice Yes, yeah, so I can too. How many kids you got in there? Because <laughs> <laughs> all, all the kids going, Mike Wazowski. It's a chance. Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, actually, real quick, the scene where the babies are like the baby monsters are all crying and run and they run into each other is like super similar to the uh, Bugs Life scene where like yeah. the. The like the Girl Scouts or whatever are like crying and they run into each other. Yeah, <laughs> it looked it was very reminiscent of that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I thought that was really funny. I uh, I got a good kick out of that one, especially the the line "How many kids you got in there?" Uh, I thought that was really funny. Uh, yeah, and so ultimately they take her back. Yeah, um, he follows Randall's instructions, and he's like. Um, he, I, you don't believe me? I'll go and jump on the bed myself. And um, there's this like scene where Randall almost sees Sully and Boo and kidnaps Mike. Yeah, and, and so like they chase they chase Randall uh, to the secret passage uh, where they find the Scream Extractor. The Scream Extractor. The Scream Extractor. The Scream Extractor. <laughs> and so we, like, are learning about this, like, new method to, like, get power that's going to put Sully out of business. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, ultimately, Randall thinks that he's going to take credit for, but Fungus built the thing, so Fungus is probably going to get credit for it. Yeah, Fungus is the best. <laughs> I'll go um, and uh, check the Scream, uh... <laughs> I should probably check the Scream intake valve. Randall says um, I'm not allowed to mess with his evil plot. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kirby says I'm not allowed to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so sort of jumping ahead a little bit, they uh, find Water News. They tell Water News. Mm, um, but really important, Sully screams. Like, Sully yeah. scares the kid. Which yeah. is, like, really important because Boo finally sees, like... Sully's other side, and Sully finally sees like 
the problematic nature of his job in life. Yeah, because he like, sees where it on he's, the... he's not taking advantage. Like, he's not doing the same thing as a scream extractor, like where they're literally kidnapping kids and extracting their screams. But he is like still a part. He of is the problem. scary. Yeah, he's still like he's still like uh, using people you know yeah and i think that he realizes that specifically when he's like boo don't be scared and then he looks up and sees this stilled image of himself and i don't know for um, or or not through her eyes like he he's now seeing like the the human impact of yeah of like what's happening right and yeah. and not only because he sees that boo's afraid but also because he sees this still image and he understands this is scary like i don't want to be a monster i want to be a person yeah um which is really a big part of, of his change uh because he was yeah. already growing effect like for him it was just about this one girl um yeah. and now he realizes this is grander problem than just one girl yeah it's um, it's like like this is like i i'm not as bad as as scream extractor but i am like like i still am a bad guy yeah still a bad guy yeah um and so they um tell um water news about randall and he's playing along like oh that's terrible and then and How pulls up the door. Happen? How yeah. could this happen? First things first, let's take care of the child. Um, which we take to mean he's going to help her. But what it really means is whatever face. Um, <laughs> it's a scary machine, so, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so um, he banishes Sully and Mike. Uh, at this point, they've been banishing monsters to different locations. Um, yeah. I guess because there's some prior planning. Yeah, um, he's in a rush. He's just like... And so he just used, like, the most recent banishment door, uh, which yeah. just happens to be the Abominable Snowman's. Um, yeah. Also, by the way, still put... I want to mention again, John Ratzenberger played the Abominable Snowman. Awesome, awesome job. Gotta love John Ratzenberger. Uh, can't overstate that enough. Uh, <laughs> specifically, and as um, as Alan said, his favorite adult joke in this movie was um, the snowball uh, lemon um, joke. Uh, but I would actually contest that. I think that my favorite adult joke of this movie is also still with the abominable snow lemon. And, uh, snow cones. I think that my favorite adult joke is the very subtle joke where inside his cave is well, like he Sully makes a, a big sled out of a bunch of skis and skiing equipment of things which leads you to believe that all of the stories about the abominable snowman um, like killing people in the Himalayas and taking their equipment is totally a real thing. The abominable snowman is just up there killing people and taking their skiing equipment. He totally is, yeah. <laughs> like he I, totally yeah. is just stealing people, killing people. Yeah, that's why he was banished. He, he killed too many children. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the guy. He's really a ruthless killer. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. So so we see the, this this like really important scene between Sully and Mike. And again, it goes back to Mike being like the the selfish, practical one, and Sully being the moral one. And Mike's like, "Don't I matter? Doesn't Celia matter? Don't doesn't like our job matter?" Right. And Sully is like, like basically like, no, nothing no, matters. Like not as matter. Me. Yeah. Not as much as like somebody's life. Like yeah. Like we like we need to save her kind of thing. Yeah. And he yeah. he has a, a plan uh, involving yak's milk. Um. But I don't know if you know this, Tony. But it's got hairs in it. Yeah, m- m- milk and a yak ain't exactly a pick. Spend the time and pick out the hairs. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like that joke too. That was one of my favorites as well. Um, so 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 he gets through. He goes through the the door, right? right. Uh, here's the thing. Why hasn't the Abominable Snowman gone through the door? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why hasn't any of these other monsters just done exactly what Sully just did? It seems like really easy. Randall and Mike and Sully do it over and over again for the next couple scenes. Well, the, the, difference like, is, the difference is that Randall and Mike and Sully do it. They've made Boo laugh. And so all the doors are active. But when... for that matter, when Mike also does it afterwards to catch up to him, how mm-hmm. do they know which door to go through? Which door is active? Um, I guess they just got lucky yeah, let, that like, like, really happened to be coming through. Yeah, I mean, that's what it really does boil down to. Um, but it seems like if they could get that lucky, then so could the Abominable Snowman. Right, like you think. Um, I think that's really weird as well, that they just happened upon a door that was active. Um twice in two, two separate occasions they happened upon a door that was active um yeah. and then obviously like that we get to that other scene where um sully just happens to ha- get there as soon as boo um needs saving he saves her mike saves him um yeah mike is, there's this great scene where like mike is like trying to have this like conversation where he's like you know like obviously like I, i'm coming around to your point of view obviously like you're right. Like, of course, we had to save Boo. I ca- I care about the kid or whatever. Meanwhile, Sully is like dying and being choked out <laughs> by uh, I'm being Randall. attacked. I'm not attacking you. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but they escape. Uh, Randall's right behind them, chasing them down, and Celia comes back. <laughs> and this is like Celia's best moment of the of the movie. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, where Mike, where Celia is like angry and the snakes are rattling, and uh, and uh, she's like, "You tell me this instant what's happening," and Mike <laughs> says, "Like everything that's happening, like uh, so we we sold the kid. That's what happened last night. We're running away from Randall who's trying to kill us," and she's like, "Lies!" And then the <laughs> the baby comes out and says, "Mike Wazowski," uh, and like. So Celia actually helps after that when she realizes like nobody messes with my man kind of thing and like tells everybody that Randall won so that way they they swamp him. Yeah, but they can like look up on the board and see that that's not true because Randall has been missing for this entire work day. <laughs> she just needed a couple seconds. She, he just needed a couple seconds. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so they they get to this door scene right where they they all they Mike. Boo, Sully, and then Randall behind them. They're just sort of like 
flipping through doors, right? I think yeah. that this is really weird. I mean, obviously, like, they, they do sections like they did the East Coast. So it's possible that all of the doors of a put together. Like, that's so possible. Near-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in this big hall of doors. But at the same time, like, they're just wildly jumping. Um, yeah, no, it's they get super lucky, certainly. Yeah, like, and they're, they're just sort of jumping around wildly. And on top of that, they're jumping into doors that just don't happen to have or don't happen to have kids that are asleep in there. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess if they were asleep, they would be, uh, they'd be in the, like, in the time zone, they'd be in the spot or whatever, right? But no, but, like, they're changing time zones, too, because they go to Paris, they go to, uh... That's fair, that's true. Yeah. It's daytime in all those places, too, now that I think about it. Uh. Uh. So that's pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely wrong. And they, like, go through the houses, too. Like, they have to get out of the house to get to another door to come out through a door. So they're just jumping, yeah. hoping that nobody is in the houses. And they get super lucky because the entire time, nobody's in any of those houses. Yeah. Well, so, like, so, so they do all this jumping around. They do all this, like, Jumping, 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 jumping. Right. Uh, and it gets to a point where, like, Sully is, like, being beaten up by Randall. And, like, Randall is doing the Mufasa thing where he's going to, like, he's going to kill Mufasa by stepping on his hands and making him fall. Uh, but Boo comes to the rescue because Boo's not scared of him anymore and, like, takes a bat and hits him across the head a whole bunch. Right. Yeah, I think that that's a big turning point for Boo, especially. Yeah. Um, and it's not like we can really talk about character development for Boo, because she's... Um, a baby. She's a baby, but she does have character <laughs> development. Like, she, this this is a big scene her, for her. her. Her big her big character flip, yeah. Yeah, like, this, this is her one character flaw, being afraid of Randall. Yep. And it's resolved. Yep. So, so they banish him to a swamp. But, like, why is it any different than anywhere else they've gone for the last, like, ten-minute scene? Why can't he just come back? Exactly. It, it, well, I guess because they just happen to choose a house where they're regularly getting gators. And, um, Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of luck in this movie. Um, and just sheer dumb luck. Um, yeah. And so, like, they managed to get... Um, find Boo's door um, and they get pulled back by Water Newt um, and they have this super good plan that we're gonna uh, I'm gonna, Mike is gonna take the, the kids outfit and run and lead them to the recording chamber um, I don't know if Sully's intention was to have Water News follow him but um, that's the way it turned out yeah, and then they were well. It was Sully's intention because Mike like w- like pressed the record button. Well, yeah. So like, do you think that they knocked over those things, hoping that only Water Noose was going to follow them? Yeah, I mean it's a flawed plan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it just happened that they they did it late enough that none of the other 
people turned around as well. Just Water News. Yeah. Um, but Water News is like, I'll kidnap a thousand people before I let this company die. Yeah. And they repeat that several times, and it's pretty great. Yeah. Um, and so, like, there's they, he goes to jail, and Roz turns out to be the one. Um, I would have had no idea that this went all the way up to Water News. i'm watching you yeah um and then he's like well you know we have to put her back and so it's like yeah i know and then she's like well we need to get a door shredder and so like this realization comes upon us that oh shit like he's never gonna see her again um and so there's this like heart-wrenching good not so much from Mike. It's just a regular old, uh, go on, go throw up. Um, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that that little goodbye. But the goodbye from uh, Sully is a very, very dramatic, very heart-wrenching scene. Yeah. Because um, for Boo, she's like, I've spent all this time in your world. You've showed me everything we're in my bedroom now. This is my domain. This is my kingdom. Let me show you everything that. And she's like, these Pixar things. (laughs) Yeah. She's like handing him, um, tons of little toys and stuff. Nemo and the ball from toy story. And yeah. 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 No, it's not Woody. It's Woody's girlfriend, whatever her name is. Yeah. Bo Peep. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, but like, yeah, she's just like handing him all this stuff and he's like, yeah, no. Um, uh, you go to um, yeah I think that's really that. like it, it is really a dramatic scene and they, they get to yeah. um, he, he like tucks her in he's like okay um, thank you for everything and sad she, Pixar music yeah and like and she is she thinks it's a game so she gets back out of bed and he's like no um, and I think Not there. it's it's at this point where she's like understanding what's happening. Yeah, because before she thought it was a game. Game. Uh, she finally realized what happens and like gives him a genuine hug, and then he leaves. And she opens the door again, and he's not there. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a real wrenching scene. It is, um, and that's the end of the movie, everybody. Yeah. You can follow us on Facebook. <laughs> uh, okay. So but like, they get out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, the company is like going to die. And then they realize we had some laughs. Laughter would be great. Yeah. So they make a laugh floor. Well, like I really like too that they, they kind of address the problems as they're walking out of the company. Mike's like, yeah, thing. we just placed a thousand people from their jobs. They're pretty much gonna destroy society because we took away their energy source. Uh, but we did the right thing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then Sully's <laughs> like, "Well, maybe we have a solution." Um, and it just happens to work. Um, like honestly, if I were a kid who was trying to go to sleep though, and somebody came in and started doing stand-up comedy in my bedroom, I'd probably still be scared. Um, especially if it was a monster that just comes in my bedroom, sits on a stool, and starts doing stand-up comedy. Um, yeah, 
I think it's yeah, still cer- scary. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> but yeah. also, like, if they happen to scream, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> right. Uh, that's not what you're shooting for anymore, though. Yeah. Uh, I Like, I, I think that that's still a major plot point. <laughs> a major plot point. Uh, but it works whatever they they don't 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 think too much about it they yeah start making people laugh and having a ton of fun at the, the and like yeah i also think people will be out of work this way too though because like not everybody's funny if, <laughs> well no not even that if like if one person could do 10 people's job then like yeah. You don't need all the same number of people. <laughs> yeah. But also there's like not an energy crisis, so I guess they could probably like if they have extra energy, they can maybe do more stuff. I don't know. Or like store. The economy will change. Yeah. We could talk about uh our economy in our other podcast, Municipal Utilities. <laughs> <laughs> Join us there. <laughs> so yeah, but like I, I think you're right. I mean ultimately like I wonder what the shelf life is of a child's laughter. Um, can they just like stack these they win um, I don't know in like a route or something where sure. they need energy um, I don't see why not <laughs> I guess it just depends on what the shelf life is um, anyway uh, laughter they, is forever Josh yes okay whatever um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they, they cut ahead a little bit and um Sully's sad, yada, yada, yada. Um, and Mike has a present for him, and it is the newly assembled door, and he's got all these door out of wood chips. Because um, Mike cares. Yeah, he, he repairs because he cares. Um, That's right. Uh, <laughs> that was on, on off the dome, off the old dome. Hope you like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryman. <laughs> uh, but A, this is super impossible with these wood chips. And B, he's got all these cuts on his hands with like bandages. But nobody has made note of it. Like, not doing his job for like weeks to do this well, job. Well, he only has to tell one joke to make his quota. So, like, he tells <laughs> one joke and then he does this for the rest of the day. <laughs> and nobody like questions it. Like, where's he going? Um,. <laughs> on his hands um and also why does he have a bag full of door shreddings um (laughs) uh whatever don't think about it he uh (laughs) he puts it back together and um gives sully the final piece pushes it in kitty yeah that last scene of like uh look on sully's face um his whole face like lights up yeah and you gotta think too though that like some time has to have passed right maybe like four months three months something like that yeah i i don't know to be honest with you um but like definitely the the whole like company has changed so yes some time has passed and so like i guess do you what at what point do you stop remembering your monsters um, well, she had drawn pictures of it and, like, put them up, so... Okay, yeah, I mean, I guess. Um, yeah. And I guess at that point, they're not really monsters in the closet anymore. They're more like imaginary friends. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, whatever. Um, 
and then we get to the blooper. These freaking bloopers and the song. The the if I didn't have you. That's right, Josh. Uh, I wouldn't have anything if I didn't have you. Yeah. And if I were handsome, it could happen. Like that would happen. <laughs> These dreams do come true. Uh it's a super nice song. I, I it's actual John Goodman and Billy Crystal just having a blast. Uh, yeah. And that's really nice. But uh then we get to the bloopers. I love the bloopers. Um what's your favorite oh, wow. what's your favorite blooper, Tony? It's the hello. Just all of the instances of Roz doing the hello. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think that's up there for me. Uh, that's probably my favorite, especially the closet one. I think that one's my favorite. Um, yeah. I would say my other favorite is when um, he's uh, they're they're like Sully's so throwing um, Fruit Loops at uh, Boo. And she's like missing, and she like flies backwards to catch it. Uh, <laughs> and this is like unique to a few Disney. Bugs Life does it. Monsters Inc. does it. That's pretty much it. Like I can't think of any others that do the blooper reel. Did you say uh, Bugs Life? Yeah. Yeah, I think those are the those are the two that I can think of. Yeah, and so like this uh, is... Toy Story. Toy Story does it. Oh yeah, Toy Story does. So those are re- those like early. Uh... Pixar films, I guess. Yeah, I, I think that's unique to a, a select few, and this one does really, really well with them. Um, yeah, I like it. The the go on, go throw up. Um, <laughs> uh, and then the of course like the actual play, um, where Mike's mom is in the yeah, written, produced, or written, directed, and starring Mike Wazowski. And produced. Mike Wazowski. <laughs> and produced <laughs> by Mike. What? Okay. <laughs> he gets cut off. Um, and then we get to hear the finished result. Singing earlier. Uh, and basically She's out just. Of my hair. When I dare to care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, that's really great. Um, and yeah, like it, it. I just love the play at the end. The play is like really, really good. I agree. Uh, and it's just telling the story of what happened essentially. Um, yep. And even at the end too, where they're doing the final number, one of the guys is wearing the sushi restaurant outfit, which means that he was like a prominent character. <laughs> Mike play was the sushi Mike's guy. Mike's version of the story. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the character. That's uh, right. Anyway, that's all the notes I have. Tony, you got... Nope. Okay. I think that's it. Uh, so, again, we want to say a special thanks to Alan Coates for joining us. We really... Um, or at least I did. Uh, we... Uh, we... All right, you ready? One more time. It worked. I don't have to say it. Because we don't both know it's true. I wouldn't have nothing if I didn't have you. 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 
You. You. <laughs>